0: Thank you for listening to Mountain Murders. I'm Heather.
1: And I'm Dylan.
0: You sure? Yeah. (laughs) I'm all Dylan'd up today. You are. You seem extra Dylan-y. Yeah, you know, just taking names, kicking asses. All right. Well, did you have a great Thanksgiving? Uh,
1: It was great. Good food. We ate
0: ourselves into a small coma.
1: Some family. You had to carry me out of there. Little babies. I overdosed on deviled eggs. And I overdosed on ham.
0: Can I just go ahead and... Say, I'm sorry about that Thanksgiving episode.
1: Hey, if I don't remember it, I didn't do it. No, I'm just kidding. We weren't blackout drunk, but we were being goofy. We were toasted. And um, because I remember, I do remember saying, don't edit it. Don't leave it till tomorrow because I know you won't upload it. Upload that shit right now.
0: And I did. And you did. And I waited a day or two before I listened. And you didn't want to listen. And then I was horrified. And yeah, but we you're... talked about big dicks and deviled eggs.
1: <laughs> OK, well, you know what? Thank goodness Thanksgiving only comes once a year, I guess. Right. And um, actually, our um, friends and listeners could reach out and let, let us kind of know. So we can get a general idea if that was funny and us cutting loose and being goofy or if it was disgusting or, or and offensive stupid
0: and or too
1: much <laughs> or just something you turned off. Yeah, let us know, guys.
0: maybe we'll start recording more drunk episodes for Patreon.
1: I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun, and I want to do more. So, if the people hate the public hates it, then our patrons, I think, would love it.
0: Give a special shout-out to our brand-new patron, Angie. Thanks for your support. And you can sign up as well for as low as $1 a month. Uh,
1: Yes, Angie uh, jumped out there, didn't she? She
0: did. We just uploaded a brand-new episode um, on Patreon exclusively for our patrons, all about true crime and camping. That's some crazy stories. Yeah, definitely. So if you enjoy Mountain Murders, you'll want to get some more listening material, sign up on Patreon. Today's case, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give a little warning here on today's case. It involves children. Yes. And it's pretty sad. Right. If you're not a fan of that kind of true crime, might want to skip this episode.
1: Yeah, this is the one kind maybe we're, we should be giving warnings for every show, but we figure hey, you guys are all adults, you figure out what Mount Merz is about. But yes, the children, when it's about children, or graphic, or super sad with children, we just let you know, might not want to listen to this one.
0: Yeah, it's a hard one. This is a hard case, but I think it's important to talk about. Right. It's an interesting case. It is. We're going to talk about Lena Lunsford Conway. She was born to Joanna Evans in Bendale, West Virginia. From about the age of seven, Lena was reportedly abused by her biological father. Evans believed the brunt of her daughter's physical abuse was in retaliation due to the divorce. Okay. Prior to the end of her parents' split, their relationship had been filled with domestic violence. And so, seemingly, when her father left, he started taking his frustrations, anger, resentment out on his daughter.
1: Well, that's horrible.
0: Relatives would describe Lena as troubled. Her mother often took her side, took up for her when she got into trouble, and Lena learned from an early age to be evasive or loose with the truth. Right. Just keep quiet.
1: Keep your mouth shut.
0: Act like you don't know. Yeah. And she would find she could get away with a lot more when she did this.
1: And that's manipulative, too, I guess, right?
0: She would often hide things or only tell half-truths, but her mother always seemed to rush to her aid.
1: Yeah, it's not a good combination.
0: Almost enabling her. Right. You know, when she would get into trouble, it's not really your fault, that kind of thing. She also had a criminal history involving forgery, stealing, writing worthless checks, and drug use. She was serving time for a probation violation when she was pregnant with her daughter Aaliyah. Lena allegedly used drugs throughout her pregnancy and continued to do so until she was picked up, placed in jail.
1: She's not making any, many good choices, it doesn't sound like.
0: Lena was married to Ralph Conaway, a man who also had a criminal history. She had a total of six children, including Aaliyah. She was also pregnant with twins at the time our story takes place. My goodness. Family members, including Aaliyah's siblings, would say the child stayed in trouble with her mother. Lena doled out harsher punishments for the little girl, and she's only three. Some speculated it was out of jealousy. Aaliyah had spent her infancy with Lena's mother and had developed a pretty strong bond with her grandmother.
1: Well, any kid would.
0: Lena was jealous of the relationship, often taking frustrations out on the child. Lena had always been her mother's girl.
1: Right. And then
0: here comes this grandchild right. who lives with grandma from the time she's a tiny baby. And let's face it, who would love a tiny baby? Right. <laughs> bonded with her more so than she bonded with her, you know, Lena, uh, with Lena, her mother. So her mom, Lena, was jealous.
1: Well, it sounds like from some of the other things that Lena's doing, she was making poor choices. This is why she wasn't raising her. Maybe I don't know. I don't know the full circumstance, but no,
0: that's definitely what it was.
1: Yeah. So I mean, it's, she could blame herself, you know.
0: Aaliyah would be deprived food as a form of punishment. If she was fed, it was usually after everyone else in the house had eaten. <sighs> you, feed, you feed the little one first. She would also be forced to drink salt water, even if it made her sick. She would be forced to drink the salt water until she would vomit. Aaliyah was forced to stand in the corner of the room for hours at a time as That's... punishment. Yeah. Lena would make the little girl sleep on plastic, like a plastic bed. You know those toddler beds? Right. The mattress is like that, you know...
1: Kind of waterproof. Uncomfortable,
0: hard, plasticky right. cover. Almost like a rubbery.
1: Yeah, you gotta put two a couple sheets on there and a blanket.
0: Usually, you know, because let's face it, little kids... Right. ...maybe maybe aren't potty trained. Might have an accident, so they kind of make those very durable. Well, she would make the child sleep on that plastic bed without sheets, blankets, and would often make her sleep naked as a form of punishment.
1: This is torture to this little girl.
0: The day of our story, Ralph... Says he and Lena took the kids to a shop in Clarksburg, West Virginia, where they were going to buy some bath salts. Bath salts are, if you're not familiar, a synthetic drug sometimes used as a replacement for cocaine or meth. People snort, smoke, swallow, or inject the drug, and it can often lead to violent, aggressive behavior. Like, yeah. The face-eating man in Florida? Yeah, oh, all
1: kinds of... He
0: was on bath salts, right? Zombie videos.
1: i seen a dude who was in the parking lot. Cops try and chase him down. It's like, used car lot. And he's flinging. He's naked, butt-ass naked. They always get hot for some reason. And he's flinging himself over and over and through the back windshield of all these different cars and is running around screaming like a maniac.
0: The couple returned home where they partied with the bath salts and Ralph drank a beer. He went to sleep because he worked the next day, and he claims everything seemed fine in the house with the children. The following morning, which would have been September the 23rd, 2011, around 9.30 a.m., Lena went to wake up Aaliyah. The toddler was nowhere to be found. She had vanished sometime between 6.30 in the morning and 9.30. She was wearing a pink sweatshirt and purple Dora the Explorer pajamas. When Lena couldn't find the toddler, she loaded her other children into her van and drove around the neighborhood looking for the little girl. A neighbor would state that Lena borrowed some gas sometime between 10 and 11 a.m. after having run out while looking for Aaliyah. Yeah. Yeah. Lena would claim that she had gotten up sometime around 6.30 in the morning, which was when Ralph would leave for work, to check on the little girl because she was experiencing flu-like symptoms the night before. It was not until around 11.30 a.m. that Lena finally made the phone call to 911 and reported her daughter missing.
1: Well, so it's, what, three hour, going on three hours now? Or started around 9, 9.30? Right. Okay.
0: So several hours, and her first instinct is to get in the car and go look for her daughter. Well, believing the little girl had wandered off.
1: Right, because maybe she had in the past. Because she wasn't didn't sound like she was on top of her, supervising her.
0: When authorities arrive, Lena tells the investigators that Aaliyah hadn't been feeling well the day before and likely wandered away from the home sometime after the six thirty time frame when she had checked on her. Lena claimed she got up on she got up early when Ralph left, checked on Aaliyah, everything seemed fine, they went back to sleep. During the nine one one call, she never mentions her husband. When they ask her who lives in the home, she says she and her kids live in the home. She does at some point mention Aaliyah's father, a man named Eric Harris. She says he's not in the picture and doesn't even know that Aaliyah exists. There's going to be a photograph that's going to surface after Aaliyah's disappearance. They're trying to get a copy of the last known photograph of the little girl. Yeah. And it happens to be a picture from July, so roughly mm, two months earlier, showing Aaliyah with a very large bruise covering the right side of her face.
1: Her whole face? Yes. Yes.
0: She was also missing four teeth. Jeez. Now she's three years old. Yeah, this is not a six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old in that stage of
1: losing all your teeth. Losing,
0: yeah. Right. Toddlers typically don't have missing teeth.
1: No, once her baby the teeth baby come teeth. In, no, exactly. Not four. I mean, you know, she could have knocked one out with a little accident or something, but four missing teeth, bruised face. How just how who could be mean like that to a little one? I don't. I don't get it.
0: I don't either. A search of the property by authorities revealed no leads. There was no forced entry to the home, though police noted that the screen door didn't have a handle, and that the regular door, storm door, whatever, is that what you would call that? Yeah. That it didn't lock very well.
1: Okay. That
0: even though it would lock, you can kind of push it open. So
1: not very secure entrance.
0: Authorities did question how a stranger might enter the home where multiple children and adults were sleeping and not wake anyone up, including Aaliyah, if she was kidnapped.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's unlikely.
0: It just seemed like there was no forced entry, and so the likelihood that it was some stranger who had come in and kidnapped this kid, it just didn't make sense. Right. Aaliyah's behavior and interviews were suspicious to police. Later, they would analyze her 911 phone call and consider some of the things she said suspect. They have these experts who can come in and kind of analyze the way you word things.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I heard about one, that very thing where they, like, whatever, the forensic whatever. Some
0: of the language just is very odd. Right. Or the tense that's used.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: alarming.
1: That's, yeah, very big. Big deal.
0: They are really taking this seriously, this missing girl. The whole community is rallying together. Investigators are questioning sex offenders who live within, you know, a certain distance of the home.
1: Probably 10 miles
0: or so, you reckon? The FBI started aiding in the search. They shifted focus from the Conaway home to her stepfather's former hometown, Vadis, which is about thirty miles away from Videndale. In two thousand nine, Ralph Conway had attacked a relative with an axe at nineteen oh three Vadas Road.
1: Okay, that's crazy.
0: The fact that he has this violent past makes them view him as a possible suspect.
1: Person of interest at least.
0: The area in Vadas around Connaway's former home became a point of interest to investigators. They had some tips from the community that they should check that area. The FBI was reviewing security tapes around the Weston area in hopes a clue might turn up. I mean, they're doing everything they can. They're trying to follow every lead. They're looking through security camera footage at gas stations, convenience stores, any place that might catch a view of what transpired those morning hours.
1: Now you think the FBI came in because they consider her having been kidnapped and trumped local authorities, or you think it's probably more, it sounds like the whole community, everyone just like, oh, great, FBI is here. I mean, you're talking resources, experts on these types of things. It just, you don't often hear that, that the FBI come in on a missing purpose. Yeah,
0: I think sometimes. I I think maybe if they
1: know you're here and that you're gone, someone's taking you from there. That's kidnapping. I mean, that, that gives them a window if uh, jurisdiction does want to reach out. Yes, they have a reason to come in, if you will.
0: Yeah, so, and yeah. I think that was the case with this. It's right. just that so many people in this town were concerned about this little girl. Relatives began growing disheartened with the investigation and started pointing fingers at Lena and Ralph. Investigators spent about two weeks searching around the family home. They had divers come the river nearby for her body, but it would all turn up very little. Canines were brought in, but didn't really trace her scent further than the river that was by the family home. But they said if she had been outside any time within the last seven days, that her scent would still linger. So they weren't really getting any promising leads.
1: Right, not like a trail that went off to somewhere.
0: Though there was no evidence, no leads, authorities put the home under surveillance. The criminal history, uh,
1: the drugs,
0: Lena's on behavior, the drug use, bath salts, Ralph's violent criminal history. Yeah. They just felt like they needed to watch this place. Over the course of the next two months, investigators would follow Lena and Ralph to a store where they purchased bath salts. Well,
1: yeah, you know they're going to find some dumb shit following these people around. You know, they're just going around doing goofy stuff. Well, eventually
0: stuff. the pair is arrested in November. Now, bath salts were not illegal in West Virginia, so it wasn't like possessing these bath salts was a crime. Now, is it at really bath
1: salts that people are ingesting in a different way?
0: It is not like. It's
1: synthetic, just a, what they're calling a synthetic drug.
0: Yes, it's a synthetic drug. It is not like the. Typical bath salt that you're thinking of that you would put in a bathtub and right. relax. Okay, that's what it's always like me. Always you know, I always confuse Lavender scented. I always kids them. This That's a synthetic synthetic damn- drug. I said that synthetic. Right. <laughs> this is a synthetic drug that is used to get high, but it wasn't illegal at the time. So even though they arrest the pair, there's really not a lot they can do as far as charging them for the drugs.
1: Right, because a lot of states had to revamp their get you know what's controlled substance laws because of these synthetic drugs So you know, when not, they were
0: arrested I mean they didn't really have much to charge them with and some members of the community were on the fence. I mean does bad character and lack of morals mean this pair is guilty?
1: No but I mean you you know it's one of, it seems to be turning into one of those cases where you start seeing them might be circumstantial or you know whatever this and that not direct proof. But what I always say, if it keeps building and building and building on top, sooner or later, you know, it's not coincidence.
0: Weeks after Aaliyah's disappearance, Lena is charged with welfare fraud.
1: Now, see, now they're hammering them any way they can.
0: On four occasions, she allowed someone to use her EBT card and make purchases around $100 in exchange for $50 cash.
1: How did they smoke that out? They're being surveilled. Oh, they watched it go down, you reckon? They're pretty hardcore watching these people. Right. So, but I'm saying people do that shit all the time. Do they? Don't you think? I don't know. Do
0: they? Sell food
1: stamps <laughs> to people, 50 cents on the dollar? I mean,
0: I've heard of this. I didn't oh, know it yeah. was super common, but I've heard people get busted for doing that kind of thing.
1: Well, you shouldn't do that. You take that food and go feed them little ones.
0: The couple was also evicted shortly after Aaliyah's disappearance, owing their landlord around $1,400, which would have been three months' rent. Right. Again, clearly these are people who are not making good choices. No. You get food stamps to feed your six children. Right. You're selling your food stamps for cash.
1: That you're probably buying drugs Taking with. that
0: cash and buying bath salts. Right.
1: And- At a two-to-one rate. So you're giving double your kids' foods away to get you know half this money to go get drugs with. And That's just shit. Buying
0: shitty. the drugs, not paying rent, torturing got six this little girl. Kids, you get evicted from your house again. Just not making great, responsible decisions.
1: No, not at all.
0: And here's a side note: I'm being judgmental right now, but why is it that dirtbags always have money to buy drugs, but they can never pay their rent, <laughs> or they spend their food stamps? On other things besides feeding their kids, right? It's just a dirtbag move, right?
1: It is. You know what they could do? Others oh, me. You know what they could do? Because it
0: really gives other people who need assistance a bad name.
1: Well, for one thing, they just simply put your picture on the damn card.
0: Well, that's part. Yeah. That
1: would help. That would go a long way. If you give your card off someone to trade for drug, you know, drugs or whatever.
0: Okay. I mean, it's. we'll save all this for our political podcast that we talk about <sighs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, and but at the same time, you need that safety net. But then you got these shitbirds, I'm sorry, they're shitbirds, abusing it.
0: Well, after her arrest on the welfare charges, the six children, including the newborn twins, were taken from her and put into state's custody.
1: Well, good, right? I mean, it sounds like good for the kids. Well, here we go. She
0: was... Pregnant on probation violations in jail oh when God. Aaliyah was born, and then here she is pregnant with n- twins. twins. They get taken away from her, and she's in jail again on these welfare charges and again violating her probation for other things. On TV interviews, her cousin stated that Lena continued having children to maintain her welfare benefits and get more money.
1: And that's what a shitbird I
0: watched, does. while I was preparing for the story, um, Nancy Grace... Oh there were some clips of uh, Nancy Grace covering the story, and she had a, a great aunt and she had a cousin on there, and they were just basically saying, "You know, she is the quintessential quote unquote welfare queen." Right. She just keeps popping out babies the stereotype. she keeps getting more money, that, she keeps right. getting more benefits, and she does this so she can get more and more. Which, I mean, this is a family making this judgment. It's not us saying this no, but, is what she's doing, but her own but family is doing But she's creating is this six this is child she's family.
1: Doing. She's not taking care of them properly. I mean, that's just, I don't know, at what point is that just criminal on, on a parent's part, honestly? At what point of abusing and, you know, treating your kids like shit is it just like, you? okay, you. that's, you violated the law. I mean, shit.
0: So, in the meantime, while she's dealing with these welfare fraud charges, Aaliyah's still missing. And this case has just basically gone cold.
1: Right. It flashed nationally. People talk about, you know, how it goes in America. Everything moves fast. Couple days, three.
0: While she's awaiting trial on the federal welfare charges, a judge orders that Lena live apart from her husband and not engage in any form of drug use. Okay. The judge takes into consideration the fact that there are so many kids in the picture. Her one daughter is missing. All of her kids are being placed in foster care. And you're both drug addicts. You both use drugs. You both have a drug history. You can't live together. And you can't use drugs or you're going to get in more trouble.
1: Right. Yeah. That sounds like, I mean, but yeah, I mean, how the fuck do you enforce that?
0: She pleads guilty to the welfare fraud charge. Now, this entire time, investigators believe there is a crime involved with Aaliyah's disappearance and that Lena knows more about what happened to her daughter than she's letting on, but they just don't have any evidence.
1: And they don't have any real pressure either of it, you know what I mean?
0: Eventually, Lena agrees to give up custody of her remaining six kids in 2013 while she's still in jail. (sighs) Ralph also terminates his parental rights in the wake of Aaliyah's disappearance and the couple divorces.
1: Both parents just give their rights away. She gives her rights away because she... You know what? Honestly, this type of horrible person, as soon as they weren't benefiting her, she had absolutely no use for those kids.
0: Both Lena and Ralph had vaguely accused each other of involvement in Aaliyah's missing persons case, but authorities felt Lena was the one that knew more. Right. All of the children had been neglected and some of them had irreversible tooth decay as a result of the neglect, which would explain perhaps why Aaliyah is a toddler and missing four teeth.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: This is all according to court documents and part of the reason why they were pursuing, you know, the termination of parental rights for both Lena and Ralph Lena was jailed three times in five years after Aaliyah's disappearance, mostly on probation violations. It was in June of 2016 that investigators thought they had a lead in the case. A tip rolled in that Aaliyah had been sold to a motorcycle gang for human trafficking purposes. Lena supported this theory. Okay. It was during this time, authorities reached out to Craig and Cammie Cole. Now, the Coles had adopted the six siblings and were hoping this news was true. They wanted to bring Aaliyah to their home as well so she could be with her brothers and sisters. My God,
1: those people are awesome.
0: They really are. I saw interviews with Craig and Cammie, and they were saying, you know, we knew that if Aaliyah was still alive and if this were true, she was going to need a lot of love and support. She was going to need therapy. She was going to need a safe environment. She could be there with her
1: six brothers and sisters. we
0: wanted to bring her to our home. We wanted to be able to provide these things for her and have her be around her family. Right. By October 2016, Destiny Cole, who had been nine years old at the time of Aaliyah's disappearance, posed a curious question to her adopted father, Craig. She asked him about lying. Was it ever okay to tell a lie? Craig told his daughter that the truth was always best. Destiny had recently made a commitment to Christ and felt there was some weight on her to finally tell a secret that she had been holding on to for five years. Wow. Destiny told her father what happened to Aaliyah. Now, per Destiny, now remember, she was nine years old when this happened, on the evening of September 23rd, 2011, Aaliyah was being punished and forced to stand in the corner of a room, which was not uncommon. This happened quite a bit. Horrible. At some point, Lena grew angry with the little girl and picked up a wooden bed slat that had broken off of the child's bed. She walked over and whacked the child on top of the head. Aaliyah slumped down, but was conscious. Lena told her to get up, and when the girl wouldn't move... She said, fine then, stay there. Aaliyah didn't move from that spot for several hours.
1: Oh my god.
0: Kiera and Destiny, who were 9 and 11 at the time, put Aaliyah in bed.
1: Oh my god.
0: The girls picked the child up. They take her into the bedroom. They help her change into her pajamas. Destiny recalled that there was like a squishy spot on Aaliyah's head. <sighs> the little girl complained about having a really terrible headache. When the two older girls told their mom Aaliyah was seriously hurt, Lena told them she didn't care. One of the girls then tried to give her some medicine. She thought maybe vitamins. I mean, they're little kids. So they don't really know what
1: are trying to help their poor sister.
0: The next morning... The girls tried to wake up Aaliyah, but she wasn't breathing. They carried the child into the bathroom, and they laid her on the bathroom counter, trying to wake her up. Alina eventually comes in the bathroom and starts trying to wake Aaliyah up, but couldn't revive her. In a frenzy, she grabbed the girl's body. She tosses it into a laundry basket. Then she throws some old clothes on top to conceal the body. She tells the girls to help get their baby brother in the family van, Lena loads the laundry basket in the back seat. The four drive with the laundry basket to Vedas, which is the area where the stepfather had lived. Oh, yeah. Lena pulled over at a wooded area and demanded that Kiara, the older of the two girls, get out of the van and help her. They carry the laundry basket into the woods and allegedly throw the basket into some type of ravine. Okay. When Lena and the girl return... She tells the kids to make a promise to her to never, ever tell what happened to Aaliyah and that they need to trust her.
1: That's insane. I just don't know how you can do that.
0: By November 2016, Lena was living in St. Petersburg, Florida, where she claims she was studying to be a legal assistant and working as a broker for an energy company. She was arrested and charged with homicide by child abuse. At Lena's trial, Ralph testified that the pair had taken bath salts on the night before Aaliyah went missing, but claimed he had no knowledge of what happened to the little girl. Both of Aaliyah's sisters testified against their mother. The girls both stated that Lena had threatened them by saying, I brought you into this world and I can take you both out.
1: Oh my God.
0: So it was more... Fear than loyalty that kept the secret. Buried. They're just
1: little kids. I mean, nobody can be like, why didn't the kids come for? I mean, who?
0: And they crazy. were genuinely afraid of their mother.
1: Well, yeah, well, mean, why would they? And they said
0: they had seen her behave violently. She was always saying that phrase, I brought you into this world, I can take you both out.
1: Well, they probably got treated like shit too, I'm sure, to a degree.
0: So they were really afraid of what would happen. Lena's defense attorneys painted the girls as liars. They had a theory that Aaliyah had been sold to a man for heroin. A woman in Louisiana claimed she had seen Aaliyah with a man at a restaurant in 2017. The defense also suggested the girl died from an accidental overdose of flu medication and even almost kind of blamed, well, you said you gave her some medicine. that they That perhaps they had given her something that had caused her to
1: overdose. Right, and the kids got rid of her body, too. You You know, I know that... Everybody deserves a defense, and that's a big part of our system. I don't know how some of these damn defense attorneys do this shit.
0: In April 2018, Lena was convicted on counts of murder of a child by refusal or failure to provide necessities, guilty by death of a child by child abuse, child abuse resulting in injury and concealment of a deceased human body, for which she ends up getting life in prison plus 40 years without the possibility of parole. Aaliyah's body was never recovered, though the Vedas area has been searched numerous times. Authorities believe Alina either buried her in a shallow grave or placed her in a ravine which floods frequently. And that there's probably no trace of well,
1: just body a little, left. Yeah, I now. mean, by the time the scavengers and... Yeah, she's just a little girl.
0: Foul play is suspected in Aaliyah's disappearance due to the circumstances involved. Aaliyah is described as a Caucasian female with brown hair and brown eyes. She was three feet tall and weighed about 35 pounds at the time of her disappearance. She had her ears pierced and again was missing her top four teeth. Lena maintains her innocence. On a website called Paper Dolls, which is like a prison pen pal page, she says she's been wrongfully accused and plans to continue her education in order to be a lawyer. Her attorneys have filed an appeal, but it was denied. She's currently housed at the Lakin Correctional Center in Mason County, West Virginia. Should inmates serving life be allowed to get a free education?
1: What's the point? Yeah, she had, he- she, she got. Li- I'm no, I'm serious. I'm. I'm serious. Life
0: plus 40 years.
1: Life life plus 40 years which, you know, cuz life can typically be only 20 25 so they give her extra 40 with the, the, no chance of parole. Right. So there's there's yeah. I mean
0: And I know I don't the know. appeal process which was denied. She was trying to say she didn't get a fair trial because they didn't give her like a change of venue. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean that could have been part, of, you know, I don't know how widely it was publicized before. Well, I guess it was all that time later. I mean, you, eh, that could be argued by a good lawyer, I'm sure. But it also seems that that jury was not playing with her. Or, I'm sorry, the jury finds you guilty, I guess, and the judge probably likely sentenced. And everyone got to see her, be there with her, and see all the evidence, and they hear the whole story. And they hammered her ass with a maximum of everything, sounds like. Because well, she got more than people to... That flat-out, you know, premeditated, kill the shit out of somebody. She got... That's a pretty good sentence she got.
0: Well, if you imagine her 14-year-old daughter on the stand telling right. this story, that's got to be very compelling for a jury and also a judge to hear that.
1: Right, and it, and it took those years later for that little girl to grow up enough to not be terrified of her mother killing her. And that, you, know, you know what I mean? And that's powerful, I'm sure.
0: One thing I read on this case was that when... The daughter, Destiny, had told her adopted father what had happened. The older daughter, Kiara, refused to talk and was, uh, you know, seemingly obviously upset. And then they had to basically bug the house and tried to set it up so that Destiny could confront her, get her to talk. Right. And that they could record it.
1: Right. And And, she'd been traumatized, too. And it
0: took some hours. Right. It was like almost at the end of the... I guess the bugs' life (laughs) expectancy, or whatever, that they finally got it—you know—on record what had happened. But both girls testified, and I just have to think that you know a jury can't look at these two girls, hear their stories, feel that emotion.
1: No, there's no way. Yeah, that's power. I'm sure it was powerful testimony, and you can't hold that against the other, the older girl because she'd been traumatized as well, dealing with it in her own way. You know, so you. But, yeah, I'm glad that once she op- kind of opened up to her sister and they started talking about it again, maybe, for the first time in a long time, who knows? I'd say their brain was trying to just block that shit out, you know, that time period. But, um, but then to have the guts to go in a court setting and testify against your mother, I mean, those are, um, I'm sure they went on to be very strong, strong women.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the Coles have adopted all of the kids. That's amazing. And they are all living together, and they seem to have a good life. So that is the one positive to come out of this case.
1: That's amazing for all those siblings to go to one home together. I'm sure it's a loving home.
0: They seem like they're I would good say, people. You yeah. know, it
1: doesn't necessarily mean this, but they're I'm sure it, church,
0: they're very involved right. and active in church. They're very Christian home.
1: They have some money and apparently. It seems
0: like they really
1: Because um, that's six kids is a, a lot good place. Right.
0: Yeah. There's actually some videos on YouTube, interviews with Destiny Cole. And yeah. She's a teenager. She's a very intelligent young lady. And it's really sad to hear her talk about this.
1: I'm sure. So yeah. That takes a little bit of wind out of sales here at Mountain Murders, carrying on and making fun bull. But that's how kids' stories are.
0: It's really it's terribly sad to me when I'm researching a case. I often try to find images, you know, photos. If there's video, just to try to get a feel for these people, right? And the really sad part is that this poor child, Aaliyah, It's written all over her face that she's a very unhappy little girl. There's not a single photo of her smiling or looking like she's... She's being tortured. Having All that stuff you laid out there. She looks so sad in all of her pictures. It's just heartbreaking.
1: That's horrible.
0: This has been the case of Aaliyah Lunsford and her mother, Lena Lunsford Conway.
1: A very sad one. Like, yeah. And, uh... Again, we're sorry for the drunk episode. I want to end on a light note. If you guys hated it, let us know. If you maybe want to hear another one, uh, let us know. Maybe we won't talk about some of the stuff we did this time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe f- we will. <laughs> don't forget we
0: have a live show January the 18th at Fleetwoods in Asheville, North Carolina. You can get your tickets online at brownpapertickets.com. If you keyword search Mount Murders should pop up the link there. You can buy tickets for $10. If you buy them the day of the show, it's going to be $12. We are going to have a bit of an early show. It's going to start about 5.30 in the evening, which gives you an opportunity to maybe have a drink or two and then go out for a nice dinner. Yeah. Make Just a night of it.
1: Make it a part of your evening, a fun part of your, a good start to your evening.